Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. Lemon chill. <laughs> Tamale. No bless. <laughs> I reckon we can do that suicide squeeze. <laughs> I'm 38, but I just, I would say I became an adult a few years ago. But <laughs> a bald guy with sunglasses that can yeah. play the piano. And have you ever broiled a chicken? Hola, Miss yeah. Senorita Kelso. Two in the morning, she's out there. Yeah. Cayete. <laughs> now a member of the Global Ag Network. Landon, have you ever played bingo? Like, true, like, not like, just like for keeps. I'm like talking for keeps bingo. Um, I don't know if I've played for keeps bingo. We used to have Texas bingo that we'd play, you know, in the house. Which that was kind of for keeps, because when you're playing siblings, it's pretty serious. What's Texas bingo? Oh, you have these bingo cards, and <clears throat> you either pick a T or E-X-A-S, and you have to, you know, make the letter... You have to fill in the squares that make your letter of Texas. Oh, oh, okay. And the, pa- the pattern is a T or an E. Okay. Yeah, and instead of numbers, it's Texas theme. Uh-huh. So you'll have like the the rattlesnake or the blue bonnet or the mockingbird or whatever. So how many different themed versions of Monopoly do you have? I like Wizard I've, of Oz and uh, no. Socialist <laughs> Monopoly. I've never played Monopoly, so yeah, you have. I have Monopoly on the Nintendo. No, that's when you've hit rock bottom. How does that work? It's a monopoly. Yeah? Do you play against the computer or what? Either way. Yeah, that's wonderful. You have well, options. Well, guys, this is the uh, Milton Bradley version of the Dryline Farmer podcast. We hope everybody is excited and everybody is just waiting with bated breath on what we're going to talk about this week. I am your host, Brent Carlson, and with me as always, well, I, maybe always, softball is over with like permanently. Yeah, I think I'm... Pretty well semi-retired uh, at semi, the minimum. Semi, semi-retired. Awesome. Well, great. It's great to have Landon back. Maybe he's in a full swing. We've got, we're in a rain delay right now, Landon. Actually, the rain delay is almost over. We might be getting back into the field. I don't know. Maybe tomorrow or the next day, get some of uh, those bins filled at Hereford Grain. You landed the uh, the crop's a little uh, weaker than we'd like this year, isn't it? Yeah, that it is. Seems to be. So you're waiting on, are you waiting <clears throat> with bated breath? That's the phrase for the day, bated breath. Um are you waiting with baby waiting with baby breath for the crop report tomorrow, or could you give a damn? Oh, well, we always give a damn. Yeah, <clears throat> especially when I got a little bit of grain. There so. you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm uh, you know, I'm probably half sold or whatever, depending on <laughs> what broker you talk to. But uh, no, so yeah, you got the crop report tomorrow, and um, I don't know if it's gonna be. I don't know how they can change. I don't know. Maybe they can change more than they did the September one, but uh. Nonetheless, they're going to do something with it. Well, everybody, it's great and wonderful. We're talking, Landon, we're talking bingo and syphilis. And, I mean, nothing goes <laughs> hand-in-hand more than bingo in an STD, right? I wonder how many people that just found out they had syphilis said, bingo. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> probably not many. <laughs> I'm saying it's a low percentage of uh, people that said bingo. Uh, yeah, it's like before the show started, we uh, Landon and I were saying, it's like, man, I can't believe they didn't use the line in the office and they called Phyllis, hey, syphilis. Hey, syphilis. <laughs> they, did, they did call her phallus. <laughs> they did, that's right. I'm sorry, I got penises on the brain. <laughs> but uh, And um, also another great line is like, Meredith, you had, you got so many STDs, you could play syphilis bingo and win, <laughs> and win on the blackout game. 
<laughs> but um, so yeah, that's in the offing in our latter segment. We're talking that. Uh, apparently, there was a little brouhaha at the church bingo night, and it looks like there was it wasn't not Bonnie and Clyde, but it was a mama and daughter kind of thing. It sounded like at least that's what the ages match up to be. So um, we've got that, and then an uh, interesting headline. And if you caught the Wednesday morning show with uh, I did with Casey this morning, if if he's dropped it yet, I don't know, Casey. Maybe you had to go to work today, but um, we talked. We saw, I caught a headline. And the headline was titled, How Syphilis Has Snuck Up on Americans. That's just something that doesn't sneak up on you. And so we're going to cover that in our latter segment. But um, as I said earlier, we're getting ready, hopefully, to get back in the field. We're probably half done with our corn, and we're actually getting the cotton prepped right now because it's going to get a balmy 26 degrees. What, Friday morning, Landon? You got all the pumps drained and everything? Oh, yeah, I need to go drain the sprinkler. Thanks, that's that's a good reminder. Yeah, well, I don't figure 26 is going to do it because, heck, it won't be down there for enough hours. But um, you ever busted a booster pump? No, I haven't. No, we, we did it one time, and it's kind of expensive. Like, those booster pumps, they don't give them away or nothing. Most things with a sprinkler are expensive. That's right. So, um, I mean, this thing literally, I mean, it was legit cracked in half. It cracked the, uh, the uh, impeller housing. So, uh, anyway, we got that fixed, and uh, we did never forget to drain that ever again but uh anyway so get all your bring your sensitive plants and your sensitive animals and your sensitive cousins from outside and bring them in this weekend because it's going to get really cold especially all the all in there in arkansas where they're living under the uh what the trailer i don't know not trailer house but um maybe just like a tent or something but it's going to get cold here in the texas panhandle they were even talking about maybe a trace of snow up there in oklahoma panhandle maybe dalhart maybe not enough to uh, really even talk about but you know, we were, what did we get to? Like 85 today. We're going to be 26 oh, yeah, it was Friday hot. morning. So, uh, yeah, it's a great, wonderful weather. Well, Landon, so uh, we were we're going to be a day late on this thing because I had to go make a hay run that ended up being pretty much unnecessary because, as it turns out, I get, so I drive from here in Hereford down to Vernon, Texas, which is over there. Uh, as you leave the Texas Panhandle, you go through Childress. That's like the southeast corner of the Texas Panhandle. And you go where the uh, state of Texas starts moving east, south of the Panhandle. And that's where Vernon is. Anyway, it's a three-hour drive from here, six-hour round trip. I go after like three bundles of uh, little small square bells for um, all our show heifers and steer and everything. And um, as it turns out, the guy's loaded. He's like, hey, dude, we sell this stuff to a guy in Canyon you can go get. Mm. So, you know. It'll save you another six hours the next time. It's like, well, I appreciate it. This wasn't the guy that I bought it from. but uh, Did you was, really just want to go to Taco Casa? No, I didn't go to – I do not go to Taco Casa. Oh, my god! I went to Taco Villa in Canyon because that's the best taco place to go to. That is a good one. And they're not – of course, I don't get the tacos. I get the bean burritos. Did you see that deal on Twitter? This has been a couple weeks ago. Or did we talk about this where the dude bought a gallon of the taco sauce? <laughs> from no literally in Amarillo dude bought oh, really? a milk I mean look like a literal milk jug of Taco Villa hot sauce <laughs> well did he did he fill it like on that episode of my name is Earl where the the redneck ex-wife is refilling the ketchup with ketchup packets <laughs> she like stole from McDonald's <laughs> I do not remember that one but <laughs> it's great I'm pretty sure she didn't whoever bought this didn't bust open those little what are those, like, four-ounce shots of a hot little, sauce? Little packets, squeezing yeah. them in there. Well, no, they're not packets, but they're, li- they're like the little uh, creamer, oh, the little the cups. creamer cups. Yeah, yeah the yeah. creamer cups. So, um, yeah, man, we're getting loud there. I'm going to have to turn somebody down. But um, anyway, yeah, so that was pretty awesome. That's got to last you, like, forever, Devorah. I mean, forever. A gallon of Taco Villa Taco... Well, I don't know. It lasts a week, anyway. It lasts a week. So, uh, anyway, so... 
back, I'm, I'm traveling. I'm traveling down there. That's my favorite line in the Sovereign City, uh, Sovereign Citizen videos. I'm not driving. I'm traveling. As he's sitting behind the wheel of a motor vehicle with his foot above the accelerator and the other one above the brake. But anyway, so I had time to think is what I'm getting at, Landon. And I didn't really start thinking until I came back because I had already experienced a few experiences on the way down there and the way back. So were you, were you by yourself? I was I was flying solo. I had already ejected uh, Goose out of the uh, passenger seat. He hit the canopy, and I left him somewhere between Headley and Kittiquay. Or not Kittiquay, Chillicothe. Nice. <laughs> But um, so I get to Vernon, and this, of course, the guy's barn isn't in town. It's actually, oh, let's see, it's uh, not more than like seven miles out, outside of Vernon. So my, uh, I've got two, I've got two gauges going. I've got the map, the guy where the actual, the guy's actual place is, and I've got my miles to E on my diesel remaining uh, gauge, and um, so I'm trying to compromise between them. So. I'm figuring round trip, it's got to be no more than 15 miles. And the distance to empty says 18 miles. And I'm like, all right. So I turn off in his directions off of 287, which is the major highway going from Amarillo all the way down to Dallas-Fort Worth. And I turn off. I'm like, there's got to be a gas station because this is a pretty busy highway that's turned off uh, off the 287 going down to this guy's place. And I keep driving. And, of course, I've got a trailer on. So you got to figure the distance to empty has got to be a little... Um, it's probably askew. Not, it's probably not going to be much more than what it says. No, you would think your budget is limited. There is no over budget in this fuel gauge. So I'm like, all right, there's got to be either a gas station or I'm going to make it. So I'm going and I'm going and I'm going. And the, uh, like I said, I started out with about a four to five mile surplus in the distance to E versus the distance of round trip from where I'm at to his place and back to the gas station on 287. And so I get there, I make like four left turns, and I'm back where I started. No, I make like two <laughs> left turns, a right turn. Anyway, and I had no, like, his main landmark was this church. And you go two miles west of this church, and that's where it's at. I'm like, churches are in town. Vernon has the most out in the country churches I've ever seen in my life. I went past the Zion Lutheran Church. You go two miles, and that's where it's at. So I'm like, all right, I see it, I see it, I see it. But now my distance to E is starting to drop faster than the round trip distance I started out with. So I get to the church, mind you, and I'm already, I go from a budget surplus to break even, and now I'm at a deficit. Well, I can't Mm. turn back now because the dude's waiting on me. So I've got two miles to go, and I've got uh, maybe distance to empty of, I think, 10 miles. So I roll in there, kill the engine, stop. I get loaded, and the dude's loading me up. I got all loaded, paid the guy, and so I make my way back into Vernon, and I don't bust it above 38. I set the cruise on 38, going all the way back into town, <laughs> thinking that's thinking that's going to save me some diesel, thinking that's going to get me some mileage. So I do that because I always saw on Mythbusters, if you drive slower, I didn't turn the air conditioner off. I mean, let's not get crazy. It's Vernon, Texas. I saw a like one that says that said under 55. It doesn't make much difference. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, I know it makes a big difference between 75 and 65 and 55. There's a huge difference. Nonetheless, so I'm going, and I'm going, and I'm going. I make the turns. I don't stop because I know if that diesel sloshes from one end, I don't know where the pump pump intake on the tank is. Yeah. But So I don't know if the diesel is going to slosh forward and the intake is in the back or it's in the middle. So I roll through every stop sign. I got to go through three stop signs, and everything's well and good. So I'm getting – I'm – Four miles out, 
Well, no, no. When, once I start back, I'm at a two mile deficit. I've got, I've got seven miles. No, no, no. I've got ten miles to my destination. I've got seven point five miles distance to empty. So I'm already running on a deficit as I make my way back loaded. So I get back. I'm rolling through stop signs so I don't have to fire back up. So I don't slosh the diesel. And I'm watching and I'm watching. I've got five miles to empty, seven to go. Three miles to empty, five miles to go. One mile empty, two miles to go. And when I get to that spot where I get zero miles to empty and two miles to go, what place do I drive right past but the Vernon State Hospital? <laughs> you know what state hospitals are, Landon? The ones with the watchtowers and the barbed wire fences around them? Ooh, the nice. nut house. I'm going by the nut house with no miles to empty on my cage. Now, granted, the possibility of you know Jack Nicholson coming out there with a cuckoo nest crew with him, you know, is probably pretty limited. But fortunately, I roll by, and so I get to the Mur- the Murphy Station. I've gone two miles past zero miles to empty. And what do I have? But every stall is full, filled up with somebody. It's only like a five-stall place. So I get there, and there's some dude in like this S10 with a camper on it, and he's only got like four gallons worth of tank to fill up anyway. So I had to circle it twice because I got the trailer on, and I got to make a wide turn to get in and not hit the curb. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there idling, and I'm idling, and I'm idling. The dude finally moves. So did you make it? I made it. So just so anybody knows... F-250s hold 31.987 gallons. Actually, they <laughs> probably hold 32 gallons, yeah. but I put in like 39, uh, 31.987 gallons. Were you like Kramer and that dude when the I was, test man. drive? It was, it was like <laughs> Thelma and Louise, dude. If I had somebody to hold a hand with, I was going to blow through that exit sign. But um, So it was, a, uh, it was a shocking experience, but I've been there before because it really brings me back to that one uh, time that when, when we were in D.C. and we were doing that internship thing, we were coming back from, uh, I think it was floating the river in Virginia somewhere, and I was way low on gas. And we were, everybody, or the girls were all yelling at me to go get filled up because we were literally about to hit through the ghetto <laughs> to get back to where we lived or to get to a gas station. I'm like, ah, we'll find it. And I'm the, we'll, we'll make it. Don't worry about it. And I'm doing pretty good. I'm not actually not nervous until I get about halfway through the ghetto and that gauge, like, there's no distance. I don't know. It might have had a distance to empty. But the gauge, the needle was below the slash. So I was trying to change angles to make it look like it was further in front of the slash than behind. And so I was actually starting to grip a little bit. And finally, I see the whatever it was, uh, some gas. Set, I, mean, I don't have Sefco's up there, but that's only been 20 years ago. But anyway, we made it. We didn't get cut or anything. And we were, we were really excited to uh, make it back alive as a group of uh, young college kids because – that's how all those uh, forty another uh, the first forty eight uh, all end up being. So yeah, nonetheless. So that's kind of eating up all my time, Landon. <clears throat> I was gonna say how rest stop signs basically talk shit to me on the way back home because there's a big. If anybody knows anything between Amarillo and Dallas Fort Worth, there's like two big rest areas. Super fancy. Is it well like one by Childress and um, maybe one more uh, down the road a little ways? But the sign says rest area ahead. And below it says rest area, not no more rest areas for another 76 miles. And all I could took, for some reason, I thought this sign was talking shit to me because it's like, if you don't stop now, bitch, you're not going to make it another 76 miles before you have to pee or make a boom boom or something like that. So I 
flipped it off because I was going to try to get back and make the podcast uh, uh, yesterday evening, but I didn't make it. So I rationalized that, and then let's see what else. Oh, yeah, and it was also nice to know that it had a tornado shelter, which is really good in a pinch because there's not another. apparently there's not another tornado shelter for another 76 miles, which I guess is really helpful if you just happen to have a tornado go by you and you just happen to be going by a tornado shelter you know, within like a 200 mile radius, it's like, oh, really? That's awful handy. I still, my, I want to steal y'all's fallout shelter sign at Maine. <laughs> I, I've taken a picture of that. I want that fallout shelter sign. That is like so nostalgic. If you go down in there, there's probably some old, some old canned goods from the 50s. <laughs> yeah, some corn. Oh, it, oh, it definitely grains. <laughs> Rotten grain, <laughs> yeah. It's coming and leaking out from the boot pit. So, uh, nonetheless. Yeah, well, guys, we're going to get into it. Uh, we're talking, Landon, any thoughts on that? On Do you have any driving stories or tips? You should probably fill up when you get close to a quarter. I thought I was. I thought I was going to make it. I mean, I did make it, see? So the joke's on everybody else because... Not really. Well, it is in my mind. But, guys, we're talking bingo and, and STD. We've got Randall Ricardo giving his chili forecast, not the food, but the temperature. And we've got... Whistleblower Tattletales. Uh, that's our sponsor this week. They'll tell on any. I think we might have had them once before. They're a repeat customer, but if this is a competitor to the other people we've already had on, uh, forgive me. But here we go. We've got those guys, and we've got us guys. All that and more on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Hey everybody, Radar Ricardo and Dennis Serio here for a Tattletale Whistleblowers. Hey, you got anybody who's been talking like mad shit about you like for over the past like year or whatever and it's like only October, like not only October, but it's already October or whatever and like you just had enough, Vato. Well, did you hear this guy did something like 20 years ago, Vato, and you heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy who heard it from his sister's roommate in college or whatever? It's like a lockdown guaranteed factual uh, whistleblower uh, little ditty. Man, you just caught us up. I thought we'll put that bitch all over social media. We'll put it all over the internet or whatever. And like, you never know where it's going to end up. I thought, I mean, hey, if it's print, if it's in digital media, I thought it's the truth. You will shut them down faster than Santa Ana did uh, the Alamo. Hey, I know they lost the war battle, Vato, uh, but they, lo- they won that battle. Uh, you know, you know, you always say remember. I don't know why y'all want to remember it because, you know, like they all lost or whatever. But, hey, uh, you know, I n- I'll never understand gringos, Vato. It's just something crazy y'all do. I don't know. Y'all remember the bad times and forget the good times. That's why That's why I am who I am, Vato. Hey, Vato, I bet you thought I only did that during the weather reports. Well, hey. Tattletale whistleblowers, whistleblower tattletalers. I can't remember the, the order of how they do it or whatever, but check them out. They're the proud sponsor of the Dryland Farmer Podcast because the Dryland the Dryland Farmer Podcast it always like kind of talks shit about stuff. I mean, this stuff you got talking about this week, Vato, is syphilis. Man, you can't watch that out, out with a sponge and lava soap, Vato. It's just it's just kind of nasty. This is Radar Ricardo Adenacerio for. Tattletale whistleblowers will blow pincha anybody out of the water. <laughs> yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Hey, dude, what's the problem? Someone's on the fire or something. What's going on? Cabrón is off calling. Hey, 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 this is Radar Ricardo. A Dana Serio bringing your Dryland Farmer podcast with a update. 
Well, Brent, it's getting that time of year, Vato. The clouds are moving in and the winds are picking up and it's getting a little chilly outside, Vato. I tell you what, I just walked outside this morning or whatever and it's like, I'm all, I like, did a little shake, like, like, the cucaracha kind of deal. And it was like all crazy and cold or whatever. And uh, I don't know, it just, it threw me completely off guard. I went to go see what the dogs were up to or whatever. They were just kind of like staring and looking at me like I was like, I, like I had a third eye growing out of my head or something, Vato. But hey, you know, the forecast. It's, it's that time of the year where it gets all over the place, but though you're gonna see your first tip, you're gonna see your first to freeze. Uh, what is that like? Uh, Friday morning? I always, I always get confused how you say it. It's like Thursday. Is it Thursday night, Friday morning, or you just say Friday morning, or is it just like Thursday night? I always get confused about what do you say, but nonetheless, Bato, here you go. Um, like today, it's gonna be like 57, and uh oh, tonight. Or tomorrow morning, however you want to barely say it, it's gonna get down to 26 degrees, but those so you better bring a better better let the kids stay inside the house this time, I'm so, uh, uh, I'm just kidding, but though I know they sleep in the basement or whatever, but hey, don't worry, Saturday, Sunday, 65, 75 is by Monday. All the way back up to 80, Bato. So no worries. You got I hope you I hope you got the cotton prepped or whatever, like it's all ready to go. Because man, Bato, it's gonna drop the leaves. It's gonna drop the leaves like a dress up prom night, Bato. Ah, Bato, hey, I say Bato a lot. Hey, this week's sponsor, uh, in Tattletail uh, Whistleblowers, Bato, man, we'll tell on you, Pinche. Anybody who gives you who gives you shit, we'll talk about. You know, we'll tell like everybody. We'll tell like their mom and their tia or whatever. And uh, it's just, hey, they do it for a company price, Bato. This is Radar Ricardo and El Estereo. And back to you. Thanks, guys, for that great, wonderful report. And uh, thanks to our sponsors, as always. They always pay on time. And uh, it's pretty easy to pay on time when you don't pay anything. Well, guys, it's time to talk a little bingo, a little STDs. But first, I've always found it interesting that they have a gambling contest at churches. Like, that's where the main place it is. But here we go, nonetheless, on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. So, Landon, you've heard that joke. It's like, what's what's one word that you can make a whole bunch of a room full of a church-going women uh, yell the F word? What's the <laughs> one word that can make a church-going lady yell the F word? Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I completely butchered that joke, but uh, you have heard that before, right? I have bingoed and bake-sailed myself as close to the good Lord as you have. <laughs> <laughs> that almost sounds like that's a quote from something. That's from King of the Hill. <laughs> okay, because if it's not, that's pretty genius yeah. right off the top of your head. Get out of my house, Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good, pretty good imitation there. Well, so, of course, in Jersey, I mean, where else but Jersey would this happen? So, uh, cops got called and chicks got charged for cheating at bingo. And this wasn't a really sophisticated caper, but nonetheless, it was a caper anyway. In, and I don't know how you say this, but in Runnymede, New Jersey, police in New Jersey say a church bingo night went awry after an allegation that two players had taped a called number onto their card to claim a bingo win. So, without going any further, Landon, what kind of tape do you think they use that would be very inconspicuous? Scotch. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you, you would think. Do you have like, do you have like every possible number already like ready to go? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, you think, I want to know what the security camera game they've got going on is like. You think there's like a one at every table or just in the corners of the room or they've got like a, a drone flying through the place? I don't know if this, they have, <laughs> I don't know if this church is pretty strict with. Without calling the cops over two hundred dollar bingo game. Well, I've watched enough live PD to know that uh, two hundred dollars is well over the limit of what cops get called for. I mean, they get called over five dollar like Tic Tac packages getting like stolen from them or whatever. But uh, nonetheless, investigators say seventy one year old Teresa Davis and thirty eight year old Kiasha Brockington said they had the winning card carrying had the winning card. Carrying a prize of nearly two hundred dollars Thursday at St. Maria Goretti Church Hall, but a church volunteer noticed that one of the winning numbers had been taped over the number on the card. So, do they have loss prevention officers at the church bingo nights landing like Walmart has? <laughs> yeah, um, I bet they have greeters. That's <laughs> typical at church because they're all old. Is that what you're saying? So, so yeah. So when you're doing this, you're trying to like cheat and get two hundred bucks from a church. Are you like asking forgiveness while you're doing this? I'm sorry for what I'm doing, God. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I know this is wrong. I'm sorry, but forgive me, Lord, for I know not what I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would say a willful sin in church has got to be a pretty big issue with the big guy upstairs. Don't think you so. figure? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Forgive me, Lord, but I I really want that G7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this t- I'm just two hundred dollars away from getting that eight seater that I've always wanted. Yeah. So yeah. So do you think they do you think they case the place before they actually I mean you think this is their first night at this bingo hall or you think they're like regular uh, bingoers? I think they do case that they're like, "Hey, a bingo games going on here." <laughs> yeah. So I bet we can I can bet we can whack these guys out for 200 bucks at the St. Maria Goretti. I would uh, okay. First of all, I would be nervous if I went to a church in Jersey with the last name of the saint being Goretti. You're telling you're gonna sit there and tell me that that's not related to the mob somehow. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be messing with them. That's like one of the first five families, isn't it? You know, that was Gambino. I bet I guarantee you, there's a Goretti that's related to a Gambino in Runnymede, New Jersey. Not only do you have to atone for your sins, you have to go to the mattresses with the Goretti family. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna wake up with a horse head severed off in your bed the next mm. morning. So, uh, yeah. So carrying on is oh well. Here you go. The Camden residents, like Camden is one of the most dangerous places in freaking the United States, isn't it? Camden, New Jersey? I think it is. So um, it g- continues on to say the Camden residents were charged with improper behavior under a borough, a borough ordinance. A parish official says it's the first issue in 20 plus years of bingo games at the church. It wasn't clear whether they had attorneys a message left for Davis wasn't immediately returned. A working number for Brockington couldn't be found. Gee, <laughs> that's a shocker. Uh, do you think they? Who do you call? Do you call the strong arm? Do you call Dean Boyd? Who do you call? <laughs> hey, Quackenbush. <laughs> hey, strong arm. I just got just got caught cheating at bingo again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the phone call alone is going to cost more than the two hundred dollar. I mean, what do you think they? It doesn't say they arrested him or anything. Just says they were charged. They're charged with a. With a city ordinance? Yeah, just an ordinance violation, a borough ordinance violation. I wish they said what the charge was. I want to see a city ordinance that says don't cheat at bingo. Yeah, voluntary. I mean, it's like they have like involuntary, voluntary manslaughter. What is this? Like, this is like not mail fraud, bingo fraud, I guess is what it would be. 
Yeah. So yeah, and uh, what did they really think they were going to get? They probably saw the net, the the uh, space caller up there at the at the squirrel cage calling out numbers. It looked like he probably had a pair of sunglasses on. Like, dude, this is a dude ain't going to catch us. <laughs> we got this thing fly. And what is every skeptical old lady in that place doing? They're watching everybody else's cards, making sure they're not screwing each other over. I mean, this is a bunch of blue hairs that are like hardcore. They probably got Harleys out in the parking lot. Especially with the Garettis in the in the in the church hall, no kidding. So, but that's all the info. That's all the info they've got on this story. Pretty pretty short and sweet and to the point. So, which is kind of disappointing because now we have to talk about the syphilis thing we we promised. And really, the biggest thing that caught my eye more than anything else was the uh, way they titled the uh, article. And this is from the Atlantic, and it's from Olga Kahazan Kazan. How syphilis snuck up on Americans. Your thoughts, Landon, on how do you think an STD can just kind of sneak up on you? Well, first, a boy meets a girl, <laughs> or a girl meets a boy, I mean, or somebody meets somebody, and then, you know, 16 minutes later. Yeah, 16 minutes later, and a cotton mouth. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, credit card debt, um, that can sneak up on you. Yeah. Cancer can sneak up on you because you know it's unwa- you know it's a silent well not a silent killer but but a lot of times people get diagnosed with it and before they die, get diagnosed with it it's too late. Shoot, even even Mono snuck up on the Jets' starting quarterback. I know. What's this guy <laughs> going to contract next? Chickenpox? Yeah. What are you sixteen? I know, right? <laughs> going to get? <laughs> is he going to get pink eye after that or what? <laughs> well, I just I, I paid for the lady, but I just wanted to make out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> In 2018, rates of STDs in the United States increased for the fifth, mind you, fifth year in a row. And combined combined cases of syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia reached a record high, a CDC report released, released today showed. The number of primary and secondary syphilis cases, the disease's most infectious stages, increased 14% between 2017 and 2018 to more than 35,000 cases, the highest number reported since 1991. Increasing numbers five years in a row. Brent, I think we should stop and clap for them. <laughs> <laughs> is that what syphilis? Is that the clap? I didn't know if that was the clap no, or the drip. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean I know what cra- it's not crabs. Uh, yeah. Gonorrhea and chlamydia cases are also on the rise, no pun intended. <laughs> with a five to three percent increase respectively since two thousand seventeen. Is that the latest data was available? <laughs> yes. <laughs> in the past year, there was also a forty percent a forty percent rise in congenital syphilis, the type passed from mothers to their babies. Well, that's sad. This can cause neurological problems, deformity, and death. And in and in twenty eighteen, ninety four babies died from the disease. Five, five states: Texas, California, Florida, Arizona, Louisiana, accounted for seventy percent of congenital syphilis cases. In its report, the CDC points to several reasons behind the ongoing STD surge. Before looking, what do you think it is? Say that again. In this, in its report, the CDC points to several reasons behind the ongoing STD surge. Um, and you can't blame it on social media because you can't get it that way. Can't blame it on Mexico. I don't know. I'd... I've always heard the toilet seat thing's a myth. Does nobody <laughs> use a condom? I know. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> because college has been around for what? 
hundreds of years in some form or fashion. Yeah. And fraternities have been around for just about as long. And sorority, well, not sorority, they haven't been around as long. They just were girls back then. How long have inhibitions been around? <laughs> uh, Adam and Eve, I think. Is, I, will, I will do anything for the sorority t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I will do anything to get a Delta, Delta, Delta shirt on my, on my back. The uh, or her on hers. <laughs> shouldn't you like? Shouldn't they just give like college kids a card with like questions to ask before you do anything? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so at, during you, we went both went to the same college at parties. What happens? I mean, what are you doing at while you're at a party? What drinking. are you? You're drinking. You're drinking alcohol, so your judgment is greatly reduced, and your inhibitions are your is it your inhibitions are greatly reduced or increased. You throw inhibition to the wind, don't yeah. you? Don't they say leave your inhibitions at the door? That's right. Something like that. So the actual reasons, it says, is the opioid epidemic, along with other types of drug use, can lead to risky behavior, including unprotected sex and avoiding medical care. I mean, now that's understandable, avoiding medical care. Nobody wants to get a Q-tip poked up their pee hole. Yeah, and people that just have unprotected sex just don't automatically go to the hospital. Yeah, those are the last people that are going to go to the hospital. Now, why are you here? I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> With a girl. Ugh. Yeah, well, your luck ran out because you've got syphilis. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> Young people and gay and bisexual men are using condoms less, in part because pre-exposure prophylaxis medications. This is the, I'm not even going to get into those commercials, but yeah, that is a good point. I think that's what caused it, is all these people... See the see these commercials where all these STD riddled folks are out riding canoes and out in the mountains <laughs> and like doesn't slow me down any. And they're like, shit, let's just go, <laughs> let's just go get it on. Never mind, the water in the tub is green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it says in recent years, more than half of local STD treatment and prevention programs have faced budget cuts. Yeah, that's that's the reason because budget cuts have have uh, faced these people that are having unprotected sex. Together, all of these factors point to roughly the same sentiments. Americans stopped taking STDs seriously. For real? You think they really stopped taking it seriously? Landon, have you stopped taking it seriously? I never stopped taking it seriously. <laughs> That's something that I never, ever stopped taking seriously. So the, the uh, if I can get over here, the uh, article continues. I, I swear, dude. Is that a picture of a sailor on this article? That's JFK, <laughs> yo. Oh, okay. Well, he was kind of in the Navy. <laughs> I guarantee you that cat had something crawling around yeah. with his junk. Yeah, probably so. Poor old Marilyn Monroe, man. No, um, and so now, uh, you know who the famously died of syphilis, don't you? No. Back in the 20s? Who? Al Capone. Died. I was going to say the Great Gatsby. The Al great Capone Gatsby. died from syphilis? Yeah, he went crazy I knew he, I knew he died in syphilis. Wow. Yeah, that's what tax evasion will get you. That's what, <laughs> yeah, not, not just that, that's what... Uh, Prohibition will get you. Yeah, that's no kidding. We'll see. I want to know. I want that stat. I wonder what they were like. Wonder what STD numbers were like during Prohibition. That's what we need to check on. We have to ask Kevin Costner because he he was catching all them. The Untouchables. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that's where the Untouchables name came from? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't good cops. They were not. They were untouchable. They were. They were just a couple sandwiches away from a. From a from a leper's picnic, so <laughs> do not touch. Hey, so so they obviously and predictably get into political stuff with tax revenue low during the recession. States and municipalities were looking for programs to cut. Casoletti and others say, and in the late aughts, the late uh, oh, I guess that's what they're calling the two thousands. 
in the late aughts, STD prevention seemed like a reasonable area for savings. Certain STDs had been declining in the 90s and in 2000. They just needed Nancy Reagan to say, just say yeah. no. Or say, ought not to. Ought not to, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of assumptions, quote, that these are adults and they should be making better choices. And if they did, there wouldn't be the spread of STDs. Very, very common sense. Ooh, there's a gallery of six infectious diseases. You oh, can thought you were fixing a gallery of pictures of. <laughs> I know, like like a Dwight forced everybody to look at. <laughs> you do remember that episode, Landon? Yes. <laughs> here is a penis. Here, here is a control experiment. Here is one infected with such and such and such and such. <laughs> oh, I can't even say the words. Well, Landon, I don't know. We, I don't know if we can beat that horse anymore. Part, don't pardon the pun, but uh, Peppa Pig is really <laughs> turning me off. So uh, we may have to get on out of here because it's just, it's just over the line. Over the dry line. Over the dry line farm. Oh man. Hey, Brent, what's your, what's your Twitter, Twitter handle? I'm glad you asked, Landon. It's at. Just say no. No, it's at Trader Brent, I think. Yeah, at Trader Brent. And Landon, what's yours? No twit Landon, 44. And yeah, you can find this thing everywhere because that's where we're going to drop it. And uh, everywhere everywhere podcasts are found or sold. Hopefully ours will be sold at some point. But yeah, that's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Also, don't forget to check out the Moving Iron Podcast and my joint uh, new little Wednesday morning show with uh, Casey Seymour. It's always a lot of fun. I believe he's going to have the Bam Weather guy on. Uh, whenever it drops uh, maybe it should be today it may already be out so uh, check that out check out the global ag network all the great and wonderful podcast on there girls talk ag those those chicks be crazy and um until next time landon we're gonna get out of here maybe we'll have corn maybe we'll be halfway even closer to where we were this week so uh, until next time guys y'all be safe out there have a great safe and profitable harvest and we'll ask what side of the line are you on The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by a tattletale of whistleblowers. We'll blow anybody out of the water for you, Vato. And we don't mean it in a sexual kind of way because we don't want to get the drip or whatever. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, all rights reserved, and now a member of the Global Ag Network 2019.